Welcome to another episode, folks. We are back live and in, I'm going to say in person, but <laughs> we are in person <laughs> across, across, across LinkedIn video, uh, LinkedIn live stream, but uh, back for another conversation of Career Talks Real Talk with my amazing co-host, Tiffany Eumann. Uh, it's are great you, to Tiffany? be back, Orlando. Yeah, doing doing really well. It's great to be back. I feel like it's been a minute, so... I know we're excited to dive in for today's topic on effectively communicating concerns and ideas with leadership, an important thing to know how to do and do well. Um, but I know it's uh, it's great to see you again. You too. You too. It's been uh, been a little busy. So we've been gone for a little bit. You've had some travels. Uh, we've both been doing stuff. So um, anything you, you can share as far as uh, what's been going on, on on your end a little bit? Yeah, no, it's been a busy few weeks. We actually just wrapped up an amazing masterclass series that I had hosted um, and brought in um, incredible new members into my my primary coaching program called Career Success Fast Track. So we're really excited to get that started. Um, everyone is hitting the ground running, which I love to see. You know, me, Orlando, I'm all about taking action and uh, being really proactive and intentional in your career. So um, it's been a whirlwind of a few weeks, but but feeling good. <laughs> what about you? Awesome, awesome. So de definitely been traveling for work and then now planning an event. Um, so if you're local to the Tampa area, I'll be uh, throwing an event, co-hosted with a partner of mine, Suzanne uh, Ricci, out in Tampa, Florida. It's going to be called nice. the Career Accelerator Panel Discussion. We have four amazing folks joined by us. It's November 28th. Right after the holidays here, right after Thanksgiving, you get fed with turkey one day and then you get fed with career advice, uh, you know, the following week. So that's going to be uh, held at the University of Tampa. But there's a link in my profile. You can absolutely sign up for that. So completely free. So mm -hmm. excited for folks. Oh, to understand. Amazing. And it's an in-person event, I imagine, from what you said. In-person in event. In-person, mm -hmm. on-site. Yep. Partner with the university well-known university out here. So they opened the doors to us to, uh, to help facilitate, um, you know, this discussion with some pretty good folks and their students. So it was, uh, great. It was a great partnership that we're, we're kicking off with them. Yeah. Oh, good for you, Orlando. Super fun. Everyone should take advantage of that. Seeing Orlando in the flesh is a great thing. Yeah. I, we had a chance to meet last month and uh, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> that, video, right. that video was it was funny. That video was it's getting some traction. People are saying, <laughs> oh, you know, I just love it. And I seen the new people. Sorry, folks, we're just having our own personal conversation real quick. But yeah, it's always it's always fun um, when we when you meet folks again uh, on LinkedIn and then meet them in person. Like it's I know feels surreal. You definitely feel surreal. It's almost like especially if they're a content creator. And they're out mm -hmm. there putting out great information. Yeah, you you get a little. You're like, oh my god, you're in person. I know. <laughs> it's, cool. it's one of those like. So who's it? Who we got? Kadisha. Yeah. Yes. Hi, Kadisha. Hi, Pamela. Know, right? Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Well, we've got a good topic Appreciate today, so Orlando. So, I mean, effectively communicating with leadership when it comes to concerns and ideas. It's a big one. It's a big one. I know I've had my fair share of it that. Is. Um, in my career as well. <laughs> How have you typically navigated those moments in having to share updates? And I, I'd say maybe more the concerns because ideas is a little bit more positive concerns or risks or issues yeah. that tends to stress 
people out quite a bit, um, normally because they don't want it to reflect badly on them or badly against their character, their professionalism. Um, so how have you typically navigated those situations? Yeah, so I think, you know, throughout my my career, it's been a progression, right? A learning progression for sure. I think early on you 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 react more emotionally at at, at first and thinking, hey, I'm just gonna go in and, and tell him or her all the things that I, I don't like and don't think it's working and assume that's going to work, right? <laughs> but as I got older and leadership and all these things, um, I've learned to speak more. Uh, at least at least initiate the conversation with more you know curious uh questions as to find out why what's the why behind what we're doing mm. what's the why behind this directive what's the why behind taking yeah. this type of action just so i can formalize a, a more strategic thought and then give my insight right if you got the opportunity to give your insight give a solution not 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 so much a you know come up with just the complaints but it's you can address it where here's my concern with X. I get the sense if we go this, this could be the outcome. Can we lo also look at possibly doing this, right? Mm -hmm. Or you know, I think uh, you'll probably mirror that too. Is always come with a solution. I, but again, I'll go back to what I said. Is early on, it's it's been you get frustrated if something goes wrong. Um, and then you react based on emotion, and that never goes well, right? Mm -hmm. That never ever goes in your favor <clears throat> and then you wonder why going forward <laughs> seems a little rocky at points because yeah you, you missed the opportunity to clearly kind of position yourself as a you know someone who can see something think it through come with a, a solution driven type employee or team member or partner or however you know whatever position you're in but i think if we think first react later versus react and then think um, we'll have a better outcome. Mm, it's so true. Like yeah, I, I agree with everything that you're sharing, Orlando. I mean, being solution oriented is is so important when you're raising concerns or risks or issues, because the last thing you want is to just dump a problem onto your leadership team. Um, mm -hmm. They're going to flip it right back onto you and say, okay, well, what do you, what do you propose that we do about that? Right. And mm -hmm. I think it's important to make sure that when you are highlighting the issue or the concern that you're being very explicit about things that might have been outside of your control, but also things that were possibly in your control and could be done differently or better next time. There's something to be said about having a level of self-awareness where you don't have to hide. You don't have to lie. I don't recommend lying or pretending like things didn't happen and hoping they don't find out because it will backfire. Mm -hmm. But it's good to really frame your response and how you present this to your leadership team very matter-of-factly, right? So you could always start with a little bit about what's happened. So maybe the outcome that is not necessarily in line with your initial plan. Um, you share that. You could say, look, I want to be very cognizant of your time. Um, there is an important update on X project that unfortunately is not in line with what we had initially discussed a month ago, right? So you just kind of want to give them that initial context and let them know that there's something that needs to be discussed. You could say, I'm going to walk you through essentially what's happened, um, as well as the solutions that I'm proposing moving forward, and also some key learnings of what can be done differently to avoid that happening again. So right off the bat, you're like setting the stage 
right? You're in control of the conversation. You're going to be delivering probably not so good news, but the way that you're delivering it comes off that it's like, okay, I, I, I get where Orlando's going with this. Let's, let's hear him out. Right. And then that's where you're probably going to share what the end outcome is. That's different than what the initial expectation was. And then break down what I was saying a bit, you know, because of a certain circumstance, a delay from our supplier or, you know, an unforeseen issue that we couldn't have anticipated, it's now created a two-week delay in the project versus the timeline we were initially working towards or whatever your example might be, right? But you're kind of giving some context in terms of external elements. And then that's where you could bring it to some of the internal factors of saying, you know, in addition to that, um, as much as, you know, I attempted to do X, Y, Z, unfortunately, it wasn't enough to be able to counter that partic that particular um, issue that arose. And so here's what I'm proposing in terms of solutions so that we can recoup some of that time, right? And you're not maybe not going to get it as perfect as it was before or exactly what they expected, but you're coming with ideas. You're coming with feasible options that they can get behind. And that is one of the most important things you can do when presenting to leadership about a concern or an issue is give them feasible options. They're, they will get very frustrated if they're being told something that they can't action, that they can't really implicate any feedback on. Um, and that whole meeting or conversation is really a waste of, of their time. So when you could frame it like this, it's definitely going to go as smooth as it can, right? And I think it's going to show a big, a big testament to you and your character that you're forthcoming, that you're able to highlight certain things that went wrong or went sour but also what you're doing about it to improve that situation. And then that's where you can have a really constructive conversation with your leadership team mm -hmm. if they agree, if they think maybe there's another approach that you can take. But you will have at least done everything that you could to take it to that to that length with them. And then you see what they are, what their feedback might be. Yeah, that, that leads me as again, every time we, we get on as you're sharing it, scenarios run back through my mind. So one of the things that I've learned too was, right, have your facts completely in order, right? Have all the details as oh, much yeah. as possible. So some of the things that I've done that help me when it's a project base and it's multiple departments and I'm, I'm seeing a gap or an error, I will reach back out to the, the other departments to find out, hey, does this make sense? Am I thinking this through correctly? Does that affect this if we go this route, et cetera? Get that feedback as well. Get that data because, uh, you know, you'll hear the term, right? People will say, hey, great call out. That's basically saying, hey, we didn't see that. I'm glad that you brought it to our attention. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a new way for us to look at it. So you hear that term come out. That's exactly what it means. We're, we're calling out things that might have been missed in the process. Mm -hmm. And then I would go back to said leader and saying, hey, I noticed this here's a solution and the reason why it's more valid in the solution you're bringing, because I did reach out to the other partners, you know, the other folks that are involved and brought this to their attention. And they also see, yes, it will delay or cost more or not happen if we go this path. So here's the, maybe the collective thought that we came up with a solution. I think we should have another call, walk this through, map mm -hmm. this out to make sure we're all on the same page. Right. Yeah, that, that I think that sparks so many different things. You can actually see I've noticed it where I've seen the managers like their visual um, uh, shift, their whole face shifted when they when the solution was brought to them in that matter. They were like, wow, OK, you really 
did the due diligence to make sure we didn't go, you know, go left when we should have went right. And yeah. So when the call came up, it was an easier conversation. Like, yeah, we missed this or we missed that. And I've seen that time and time again, but it's always, it always stemmed from making sure we had the details um, in, in the facts correct first before we started to say, hey, this is wrong. And you'd be like, no, that's not what oh, I meant. Yeah. You misunderstood. Verified it, verified it collectively. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. I'll be the one to go back, present it, and then we'll collectively get back on the call. So that's that was always an easy path mm -hmm. uh, to take there. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a, it's a great strategy, Orlando. And I love that you implicated other stakeholders too, because if it's a very delicate issue or concern, if you can get more allies mm -hmm. on your side and show yes that you've done your homework that you've done your due diligence but also that you've you've considered other inputs to make sure that what you are presenting as your potential solutions are in fact really solid recommendations like ones that have been vetted ones that have been considered ones that are again in fact feasible your leadership team is going to really appreciate that because it's less on their shoulders sure it might not be ideal but it's still something that's workable um, and it shows a good level of initiative on your part as the employee of, of seeing this as, you know, an opportunity to show that you're adaptable, that you can, you know, be versatile when things go a little bit left or a little bit right. You, you just have to sometimes go with the flow. And I know I, I was part of an organization before where this happened all the time. You know, there were changes after changes after changes and a lot that weren't actually in our control. Things that were coming from delays that, you know, we had been working on plans for months and months and literally at the 11th hour, a major change had happened um, when a lot of things were planned and scheduled and we were banking on things to go out a certain way. And well, guess what? You know, we had to make some changes and those conversations can be very uncomfortable, but you said it so well, Orlando, the more facts that you have to back it up and show, look, this is, this is essentially what happened. These are the things that you know, we're out of our control. These are the things that were within our control. These are the learnings that we have. And this is where postmortems are really great in a situation like this to show we don't want that this is going to continue to happen. Here's things that we can already do more proactively next time to avoid being in the situation again, right? So you're not only helping in the current situation, but you're also anticipating for future. And leadership genuinely really appreciates that, right? Because they want to make sure that the same mistakes don't keep happening or the same faux pas or, or delays or whatever issues you're dealing with keep happening. So this is a good way of getting ahead of that as well. Um, something that's worked quite well for me in the past also. I love that. Love that. Yeah, I think the, the benefit of, or should I say, uh, well, the, yeah, the benefit of, of, of having all that those too is I think when you approach a, a a pivot in your you know in projects or things like that, there there is a high level of sometimes emotions that get involved, right? So it's not always the the strategic thought process that prevails. Sometimes the emotional piece will come up, and it's we're in reactive mode because mm -hmm. it's like you said, we're about to punch through the finish line. It's about to happen. We have to pivot and the team may be exhausted, right? Mm -hmm. Just from doing all the heavy lifting to get it over the finish line. And now there is someone who needs to raise their hand. <laughs> and sometimes he may feel it's not you, right? You can be like, hey, I'm not the person to, to go say, hey, you know, why is this happening? And asking those mm -hmm. key questions. And it's not so much that you're challenging the decision, 
I think if you approach it from you want to better understand the decision, this way you can get on board faster and, and execute quicker and rally mm -hmm. the team. Maybe if you're someone who's in that position to rally the team just to say, hey, I just want to understand what's what's the vision, what's the purpose. This way it makes complete sense to us. And through the yeah. change, we're not even more confused as to why the change happened. So get complete clarity. So don't be afraid to ask those questions to, you know, to the leader, whoever he, he or she is that, and, you know, push back a bit to get those answers. If your leader saying, Hey, this is the way it is we're like, Hey, I just want to make sure we don't have this again. And then we miss a deadline and then yeah. we look bad as a team. Right. Yeah. So the more information we know, the more clarity we can bring to the table, we may have some additional call outs, feedback, that this way we don't have it, you know, we don't have another pivot at, at the final hour. So I would always advocate folks to have that discussion as quick as possible to say, hey, what are we missing? What am I not understanding? What are we not understanding? So we can get this over the finish line. Yep. Yeah. Some great points there, Orlando. And you also made me think of the way of communicating it, right? I think both of us are alluding to the fact that it's ideal to do this verbally mm -hmm. um, in a meeting, in a live setting. I wouldn't typically recommend sharing yes. these types of updates via email or only via email. I think it's one thing to share it as a recap via email after you've shared it verbally. Um, but if there's a lot of context to cover, um, typically email is not the best approach for something like that, right? Because they might have questions, they might take it a certain way and you don't have a chance to really defend yourself or what's happened. So ideally you do do this verbally in person, in a live setting, even if it's via Zoom, if you're working remotely, but you're having that face-to-face -face contact with them. And then if anything, you're using an email as a recap afterwards, you know, thank you, thanking them for the meeting, aligning on all the things that you've discussed in terms of next steps and what you're going to be actioning with yourself and your team, right? That's really the ideal approach. Um, I've seen it happen far too often when people over rely on email to do a bit of the dirty work, <laughs> but then you end up, um, you end up having a lot of messiness and back and forth and mm -hmm. your leadership team is also often not in their emails as much. So if you're going to send them an email, let it try to be a good thing, not necessarily something that's a major issue that really warrants a conversation. And this is where I, I really recommend for all our listeners to use their discretion. If it's not an easy, quick answer, yes or no type of response, try to give yourself the platform to, to support what you need to review with them. And if there's a conversation that needs to be had, don't try to shortcut it. Don't try to just put it in an email, cross your fingers and hope for the best. Chances are it's not going to work so well in your favor and will might possibly create even more fuel in that fire that you want to avoid. So if anything, use email as a recap, as a follow through for, for accountability purposes, and even as a paper trail if you need. But I would not recommend using that as the primary mechanism for delivering yeah. the, the communication. Love that. Yeah, that's really good. So that made me think as we ping pong back <laughs> that not only, the, not only the method, but understanding your audience. Right. Yeah, I think the communication style and detail of the communication changes uh, depending on level and correct me. It could be different per you know organization. I think if you're reporting right to your middle manager, whoever that is, if they're a director, senior director, 
they need as much detail as possible, right? When yeah. that's get when that gets reported to the VP or someone, they need to cliff notes with the solution. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, so yeah. it's a different, totally. it's a different communication style. But yeah. if it's coming from you, you're the senior person on the team or whatever that is, uh, you're the team lead, you know, whatever that uh, scenario base is. Yeah. You need to be able, if your initial conversation or initial, you know, communication is email or verbal, you need to provide as much. Obviously, I think email will will accompany the verbal communication. Yes. No one's going to remember everything. So they'll yes. say, okay, yep, recap it. Send me, send mm-hmm. me all the information. Boom. Then it gets condensed to the yeah. points, to the execution, to the solution, and it gets rolled up. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I would, I would even add that when you are having those exchanges, let's say with your boss or your supervisor, that's where you you are fleshing it through a little bit more. But mm-hmm. less is more always when you are sharing that with your senior leaders. Um, and and I would only volunteer more if they request more, because otherwise, if you're giving them too much context, too much information on what's gone wrong, you're opening up a can of worms and it, it it can be really digging your own grave in that conversation. And before you know it, you're going to be saying, Oh my goodness, like <laughs> what, what did I do here? What, why yep. did I share that? And, and, and your leadership team is normally pretty sharp, right? Like they pick up yep. on things really fast. I know mine did. And so it was a learning over the years where I said, okay, I'm going to give them this much and we'll see how that goes. And if they don't seem fully satisfied, then I'll give them a little more and then we'll see how that goes and so on and so forth versus starting here and then having to backpedal when there's just way too much information that they have. And and also the, the harm in doing that and oversharing is you're diluting your message also. And think of it, when you're sharing a concern or an issue or a problem, you don't wanna dilute that message. You wanna get this conversation over and done with so that you can move on to other things. So do yourself a favor and really focus on what Orlando was saying earlier on like bringing the right facts and data, but doing it in a way that is less is more focused so that you're giving them just enough of what they need to get behind you, understand what's happened and move forward. Um, And if anything, volunteer like additional information if you feel like they're not fully satisfied with what you've provided. I I wanted to laugh so much (laughs) because... It, it was just it, scenarios were just running memory. through my head to where, especially yeah. when it comes to to data to to the SLT, it's like yeah. You, I suggest right, you give big big picture, you know, numbers. Say hey, regional data, this this and that. But if you give so much information, to be like, you know what? Great, can you get um, can you get each location data on this and this and this and that? So you're like, oh my god, what did I just do? Yeah, they were happy with just much. this. Like I, right? We've been in those oh, conversations where the <laughs> leader said, "If I'm a, you know, if you're the person sending it out, right? You get, you know, you're you're sending out all the communication. They're saying only send this. I know you're gathering it from everywhere, but bring it in. But if you put out something and it opens the floodgates, they're gonna ask for everything on the menu. Oh yeah, don't do it. Oh yeah." Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. Consider this your warning. It an, okay. It is we are giving nightmare. you the, the roadmap here. Don't don't fall yeah. into that trap. It's a, it's a it's a dangerous one. Yeah. Yeah. And and being yeah. in those conversations, seeing seeing the information flow up or being part of the, you know, the the upflow of that information and then being in the meeting to see how they're they're communicating and dispensing that out. You're like, oh wow, okay, that that is that is true. 
They're giving yeah. highlights, bullet points, boom. Definitely. And it's completely different than discussion, which was way more in depth uh, with your manager one on one. So be mindful of that. Be absolute because, oh, my God, it can get bad. It can get really bad. <laughs> and it's just really bad because you're, you're just putting on more work on your shoulders from that. Sense. That's all. You're just adding you're just adding a ton more projects to your shoulders. That's all unnecessarily. Yeah unnecessarily yeah. absolutely yeah and and let's shift a little bit into sharing ideas because that's going to be a little bit yeah. more positive and the, the the context and flows a little bit different here right so to orlando's point you probably want to still be in tune with what their communication style is if they're the type of leader that wants a lot of information wants a more direct communication style you'll probably have to feel that out but generally, when you're sharing ideas, it's still really important to give initial context as to why you're bringing this forward, right? So maybe that's market information, maybe that's certain statistics, maybe that's certain um, insights from past projects. But there has to be some starting point as to why you're sharing an idea. Maybe it's even tied with a priority that you've been given, a mandate for your department, but something is that starting point in terms of context of, you know, as per our last conversation on X, uh, I wanted to give you a really exciting update on where I'm at and how this is going to support that that vision, right? That could be like the initial context. And then this is where you'd likely want to shift into maybe some key considerations that you've taken into account in thinking about these different options for those ideas, right? Maybe certain facets or consideration or criteria that you've evaluated. And then finally, you're going to end with your ideal recommendation for this idea. And also in sharing that, sharing the benefit for the organization, right? Be very clear of the what's in it for them by moving forward in this direction, uh, whether it's for sales results, cost savings, process improvements, customer satisfaction. I mean, it really depends on what kind of role you have and the metrics that you're evaluated against. But try to make it as tangible as possible as to how this idea and how the implementation of this idea is actually going to favor the organization and the results. Um, and if you follow kind of that three-part structure, it could be very effective for you where you're not oversharing information again, but you're giving the needed context with the needed types of evaluation criteria to lead to this idea, especially if it's building on things that were previously discussed uh, previously planted, uh, and, and you're bringing forward the idea that you believe is ideal and why that's ideal. And don't be shy to really give those proof points as to why it's ideal. And that could be in that midsection of the different consideration or criteria factors that you've evaluated as to why you've landed on this. I love that. And one thing that stuck out was the, the need basis, right? Um, which had me thinking it's, it's, it is a need to know. And yeah. what I've done to better understand, because you started off saying understanding, um, you know, that communication style around there is I've actually went to VPs and said, hey, you know, as this information rolls up, because they know who's where where the starting point is. Typically, mm. they're OK, two, two, three levels down, whatever it is, they, they got to know at least the name of the point of contact who's who's. Uh, pushing out the information initially. So I've had the chance to reach out and saying, hey, uh, what's beneficial for you and how are you wanting this communicated out? Now, that was also in line knowing that my manager or whoever, they all knew I was doing this just so I made it easier for all of us. <clears throat> so the framework became very snapshots. Again, I had the big bulk data 
Then I produced the snapshots that made easy sense. It was just mm. cut and paste at that point. It became so easy. And if there was additional yeah. information that if there was slight changes, big variances, um, I left a section where I could, you know, explain what 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 has happened here and then ask for feedback. Do you want to talk about this a little further? But again, yeah. my manager knew it first. So because necessarily the VP may not come right back to you. They might have a skip level conversation. They may just mm -hmm. say, hey, this. So I made sure my manager was educated on a response two or three ways. If this is if this question is posed, this is what the answer is for this. Oh, yeah. The reasoning behind this and what we're doing to you know mitigate this or correct that. So better, you know, it's always good to prepare your manager again, him or her to the best of a, the best of your ability. The last thing you want is then coming back to you and saying, hey, I didn't know this. Mm -hmm. right? You, you yeah. put this out, but we had questions. I didn't know the answer. Why didn't you tell me in the beginning or we need to discuss, you know, discuss this in more length because it looks like we don't know what we're doing and so forth and so mm -hmm. on. So it's one of the yeah. pieces there is to definitely educate your manager because your managers might necessarily, depending on the role, they get further away from maybe the the day to day in what you're doing. So you're that, you know, you're that speed, right? So you want to educate Yeah, you're the closest one to the, the that area of the business. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But your goal is to also make them look good in communicating that information too. So yeah. 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 I think another key thing that you can do when you're sharing ideas is is get your leadership team excited, right? I mean, there's nothing more kind of lackluster than presenting ideas and feeling pretty blase about it, right? I mean, this is where that effective storytelling comes in is and how important that is. Right. If you want to win them over on an idea and who knows, maybe there's other teams who are sharing other ideas and it's really a matter of choosing between your idea or someone else. I know I've been in that situation a lot where our different teams were kind of vying for a certain budget that our corporate team had. And it was mm -hmm. like, well, it's going to go to the best, the best route that we think is going to drive the, the result that we're looking for. So it almost was like this internal competition. And so you better make sure that how you're presenting your idea is so compelling that it's a really easy yes decision for them, right? And so yes, a big part of that comes down to what we said earlier, having the right context and data, um, and obviously doing your homework on that and showing how you really consider this from all angles. But another is really in the delivery itself, right? Of helping them envision, imagine what this can be, what this can lead to, helping them already future pace a little bit with where you're at and where this thing can go. Um, and, and the better you can do that, the better that you can really craft a very compelling message and the delivery of it that's paired with energy and enthusiasm and excitement, that's really the winning recipe, right? Because they're going to feel that from you. They're going to feel that this is, they're going to feel that confidence in how you're presenting this, right? And that's a big part of it. If you're selling a leadership team member on an idea, they need to feel that you are behind this, that you have conviction, that you believe in what you want and why you want that. And even if you get pushback on what you're sharing, if it's something you really believe is the right way to go forward, defend it, right? That mm -hmm. also plays into the delivery and the validation of your idea, where if they're saying, oh, no, I don't think that's going to work, you say, okay, well, at least I tried. Well, that's kind of letting them win because you didn't really go to bat for your ideas very hard, right? If you're like, no, I've done my extensive research. I know that of all the ideas that are being pitched right now, this is absolutely the best one for several reasons. That's your 
your duty to make sure that you are sharing that very clearly with your leadership team and make sure that they are behind you and that they can see that this is in fact the right direction to take. Yep. Oh, so that, that was a really, really good one because <clears throat> it's even more so crucial when you say that Tiffany, when it's those department meetings, right? And you mm -hmm. all get five to seven minutes to share your updates. So yeah. the more impactful you sound, I've been on calls where the, the information was okay, but the yeah. person delivered it in such a concise, clear, and exciting way. We were like, whoa, we can't wait for that to roll out. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. okay, let's, right? let's it's go. It's excited um, when you feel yeah, that. And it just made it more exciting. They, they just had so mm -hmm. much energy behind it. Yeah. Especially, yeah. And if you're on, say, if you're on the team's call, right? Everyone still does a lot of team's call. And you see the little hand clap emojis, the heart emojis pop up. You know, they just loving it. They're like, oh, wow, great job, great job. And I think that's such a huge point. Yeah. If if you yeah. present it in a way where you have you feel as though you have doubt, or it's almost like, I hope they don't ask me to deliver this because I don't even want to work on it. I just mm -hmm. been asked to present this part of the, you know, the the deck for, for this conversation. That's that can They'll come across right really that. bad. <laughs> yeah. And questions will come, right? The questions mm -hmm. will come. You'll have a senior person on the call, somebody yeah. And then you'll make it feel you'll feel like you're being challenged versus yeah. them just asking clarifying questions like, oh, yeah, can you share a little more about that? So we fully understand. And so, yeah, the crucial definitely. Piece is being so clear, mm -hmm. with that exciting piece on delivering it. Oh, my God. that That's oh, a game yeah. changer. That's a Absolutely. real game changer. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I was fortunate enough to work in an organization that really promoted like an entrepreneurial type of mm -hmm. mindset. We were very much like entrepreneurs in our business. And mm -hmm. we'd often be told, you know, like manage this as if it's your own, it's your own money, it's your own budget, right? Like imagine this is your personal bank account. Would you make this decision? Would you go forward with that idea? Would you make that call? And it, it just kind of puts things in a bit of a different perspective of like, it's easy to spend other people's money, <laughs> right? It's easy to get mm -hmm. a budget and just run with it and say, yeah, okay, well, if this works great, if it doesn't, I guess it's not the end of the world. We'll just use budget for something else next time. But when you start really thinking of this as, no, 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 this is like my baby. This is my budget as if it's really my own, my own bank account. You're going to start thinking of things very, very intentionally when you're sharing ideas. And that's also going to come through in your delivery where they're going to feel that you are committed to this, that it's not just any idea that you're sharing, but it's really like a connectivity that you have to your area of the business and the type of impact or result that that can create. So try to have that kind of mindset. It's a fun shift if you don't typically have that in your organization or they don't encourage you to think that way. Mm -hmm. I still find it's a really helpful perspective to have to make sure that you are, in fact, thinking of this very much in that entrepreneurial way that you're taking full control of your business unit, your division, your area of a focus to decide, no, this actually is the ideal idea right now. If I could have mm -hmm. X, Y, Z options, I'm going to go with X. You know, I've factored in all of these different considerations and every time it brings me back to X, again, it's going to really help build that conviction in your leadership team towards you and a lot of respect towards you as you're presenting this because it just exudes a, a lot of that confidence and a lot of that certainty even if you don't have full certainty, right? A lot of the time when we present ideas, if especially if it's the first time you're rolling something out, if it hasn't yeah. been done before, if it's an experiment, you probably don't have full certainty. 
but the certainty comes from having done your due diligence in the best way possible and have at least factored in everything that was at your disposal to make the best educated decision. And if they can feel that this is the best educated decision and that you've done your homework, that's a, a winning recipe for everybody. Mm, yep. So I'm, I'm big on words too, right? So words can actually shift the conversation, the tone, the feeling, the response. Yeah. So to your point, to your point, when you're saying you're excited about it, you're showing it in your communication, but also I'm like, if you're actually saying certain keywords, like guys, I'm, I'm personally accountable for this, that I want you guys to have the most ex best experience possible when we roll this out. So I'm committed to the outcome, right? Things like that. People are, are like, wow, like this, this is going to survive. This is going to just absolutely take off. And yeah. you got folks probably not in your department, like, wow, how can I help out? Just because they see your passion and your commitment to it. And I've been on those calls and, and it's just like, wow, like yeah. you feel compelled to want to help in the project because you want to support the person who's delivering it with so mm -hmm. much conviction. Um, it's, it's, it comes across, it's very infectious, very infectious across Absolutely. the call. When you're saying, I'm, I'm going to make sure this works and the experience is going to mm -hmm. be phenomenal for you guys. Bear with me. I don't have it mapped out all the way, but what I'm telling you today is X, Y, Z. We're doing more research. So by next call, we're going to have a little bit more. And you just like, yeah, whatever you say, I'm loving yeah, whatever it. Whatever right? you say, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, and you, I'm you, bring a a, you. you bring a really good point to Orlando. You know, when you do have ideas, I mean, I'm, I'm big on, on vetting those as much as you mm -hmm. can, right? So if you need buy-in from, I don't know, your CEO or a C-level executive, yeah try to get as much input from others, maybe at a fairly senior level as well, before you even share the idea, right? You'd rather kind of get all those possible objections or pushback or things that maybe you haven't considered on your own first. So that way, when you do present it, you're also going to feel a lot more confident because you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I've like vetted this with like three different directors. Um, they all seem really keen on what I'm sharing. They see the need for it. So now I just have to really refine my presentation and share it with the, the ultimate decision maker. But that pre-vetting is such a, such a good strategy. Um, the moment I started doing that, it just helped those meetings run so much more smoothly. And you get the buy-in a lot faster because once again, it shows that you're doing your due diligence. It shows that you've involved stakeholders who might have some stake in this as well, or at the very least are also very educated minds in your organization who maybe seen things, have been exposed to certain things. And you're really using this to your advantage to say, look, you know, I've gone to see all these people. I've, I've reviewed this. I've gotten all their feedback and I've actually taken into account that feedback before even sharing this with you. And that's why I feel even more confident both with what I've gathered on my end and through this additional support from XYZ people that this is in fact the ideal route forward, you know, and that's going to give your, your leadership team a lot more confidence in what they're buying into as well. Yep. Love that. Love that. Uh, yeah. Question came in earlier for, from Kandisha. Uh, we haven't forgot about you. It says, um, discuss how inappropriate it is to complain using explicit. I don't know if you meant explicit um, language. Like explicit language, maybe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. An unprofessional in a professional setting. setting. Yep. Yeah. How bad is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> even, if, even if you're part of an organization where others curse or swear or use some foul language, 
And I hope Kadisha, we're understanding that question well. So just let us know. Um, you want to be the bigger person here, mm -hmm. right? Don't don't stoop to the level of using poor language, derogatory language, foul language. Just it's not something that you should be doing on your end. If someone else is going to do it, okay, good. Let them go ahead and 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 take that take that path forward. I've never really seen anything good from that, to be honest. Um, and there's something to be said about being able to handle a challenging situation or to share a concern by staying very composed and level-headed and professional in your communication, right? And and by the way, you might get a very emotional reaction, like depending what kind of leadership team you're working with, they might yell, they might be super frustrated, they might be very angry um, that they're learning about this, this update that um, is putting a real wrench in the plans. But once again, don't meet them with another emotional reaction. It's just going to add a lot of fuel to that fire, right? Stay composed, yeah. under, acknowledge what they're saying, you know, appreciate that they might be reacting in a certain way, but bring it back to a professional communication to calm them to say, you know, I understand that this is not the news you were hoping to hear. And that's very frustrating. Here's what I'm doing, though, to improve in this or to fix this as best as possible, right? And just keep steering that course in a way that is very professional and composed. Um, <laughs> and you will you will come out with without any regrets in that setting. Don't meet them with an emotional reaction. It, it never works. I think if you did, to your point, is that you shift it from the project subject at hand to now you've you drew that attention to yourself. And I think that can shift the mindset of the, the senior leaders and think, is this the right person for the job? Mm -hmm. Versus, right? Hey, I just need you to correct this. We've got to do better. Yeah. You know, hey, we can't have these gaps, these misses like this. But you react. And it's, 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 I, I can't even think of the word, but it's not good, obviously, when it's coming from one direction and then you do it back and it's like, oh, you're, you're the one that's wrong. It shouldn't be, you know, yeah. um, emotion shouldn't get into it yelling at all. So we're not saying, hey, <clears throat> that's accepted from a manager. So you should be able to push back in the same manner. But no, yeah. um, it does shift the conversation, the thought process really, really quick to your demeanor and your, yeah. you know, and how Big you're time. responding versus the subject at hand. So Big time, then yeah. it becomes twofold. Mm -hmm. He or she messed up and you're emotionally not being able to communicate and handle any kind of feedback and it, it just unravels from there so yeah yeah not a not a good look typically not a good look just yeah mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. remain the moral of the story oh. remain professional at all yep. cost <laughs> walk it off go walk it off <laughs> yeah any last insights from you orlando that we didn't cover yet no, no, I think we uh, we did we did good. We're always good at forty five minutes. I think that's our sweet. Yeah, spot. it's our sweet spot. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, maybe one last thought on my end mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. use these moments really strategically. You know, when you are working in a business in an organization, not everything's going to go according to plan, right? It kind of comes with the nature of the territory. As you grow more more senior, you're only going to have to deal with more issues and concerns and raising these things. So the more that you build that muscle now and get comfortable doing it and having a right, right method for approaching those types of conversations, you're going to be so much better prepared for everything that continues to come your way. And same thing with the, presenting the ideas, you know, I think it gets to a point also where as you develop teams and you grow teams, you're going to really want to foster that in your team, 
right? It's not just for you to always have the ideas as the leader or as a team manager, but to really encourage your team to speak and share and and be enabled in that way as well. So leading by example is really important, right? Helping them see from you, how do I deliver ideas to leadership? How should I go about that? What is the best way to approach that conversation? Show them how it's done and encourage them to do it and give them the platform to do that um, because you, they're going to be a reflection of your management style on them. And that can reflect really well on you also. I will say this. If you're a manager on the call, right, and you're experiencing this with, with your team or something like that, and you need Tiffany and I to, to come and talk to them, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. All We're available. We're available. <laughs> you know where to find us. Yeah. Hire us to, to come talk to them virtually or on site. I think we can make it work either way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And just, and just really coach your, your, you know, coach your folks on a different thought process. Oh, yeah. It's, it's important. It's yeah. important because each of those interactions with leadership makes an impression on you, yeah. right? It's forming their perception, their perception, the reputation that you're building for yourself. So even if that's not the intention of these conversations, well, it's what's happening ultimately. And so you want to be able to put your best foot forward no one's perfect. Things happen. Mistakes happen. Delays happen. Issues happen. It's like, I have yet to see a business where that's not the case. <laughs> right, right. But knowing how to navigate that and sharing this in a way that's professional, that's respectful, and that's very accurate and precise, you're, you're going to be able to pull through. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right, folks, if you have any questions, post this broadcast, feel free to message, uh, Tiffany or myself, and we'll we'll be happy to uh, field those questions off. But again, if you want us to come talk to your team, let us know. Reach out to us. We, we can make it happen. Yeah, definitely. Any last thoughts? Any final encouragement? Oh, just all right, folks. You know, go, we will go catch for you. it. Folks. Okay, go great. For I'm sorry. It, you know, yeah, no, I yeah. was simply saying, go for it. Um, you know, you're going to have to build up this muscle sooner than later. So, no better moment than starting now and getting a lot more comfortable with that. There you have it. We'll see you next time, folks. Thanks so much. Bye, everyone.